Greetings, friends. It is the weekend of Sunday, November the 20th. It is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and I hope that you and yours are doing well. I've been away with my wife Amy on vacation, and uh, we were in Scotland, and it was amazing. And so thank you for allowing us to do that. Today we want to look at the scriptures of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. But first of all, a bit of a story. I've told this story before, I think, but there, a large dog walks into a butcher shop and he's carrying a purse in its mouth and he, he puts the purse down and sits in, in front of the meat case. And, and what is it, boy? The, the butcher jokingly asks, want to, want to buy some meat? Woof, barks the dog. Hmm, says the butcher. What kind? Liver, bacon, steak? Woof, interrupts the dog. And how much steak? Half a pound? One pound? Woof! The amazed butcher wraps up the meat and finds the money in the dog's purse. And as the dog leaves, he decides to follow. And the dog enters an apartment house, climbs to the third floor, and begins scratching at the door. The door swings open and an angry man starts shouting at the dog. Stop! yells the butcher. He's the most intelligent animal I've ever seen. Intelligent, says the man. This is the third time this week. He's forgotten his key. You see, the man wasn't very thankful, was he? Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest." And as they went, they were, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he, he, he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not, we're not all ten cleansed? Where, where are the other nine? No, has no one returned to give praise to the God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So a couple things from the text this morning, as we prepare our hearts, as we enter into the holiday season, beginning this week with Thanksgiving. First of all, we have to be thankful, even if we're in difficult circumstances. You see, this kind of thankfulness is is really faith. We, we read the story too quickly, I think. We have to slow it down, and we have to picture it, right? We, we start with 10 men who have the worst disease of their day, the physical ramifications of having leprosy are horrendous. Leprosy attacks the body. It leaves sores, missing fingers, missing toes, damaged limbs. In many cases, the initial pain of leprosy gives way to something that's really more terrible than that, if you can imagine. And it's a loss of sensation and nerve endings, leading to more damage to more parts. And, and the disease can take 30 years to run its course. And in that time span, entire limbs can simply fall off. It is assuredly a horrible disease. We have a nearly impossible task of trying to fathom what it was like over 2000 years ago when medical treatment, as we know it certainly was really non-existent. Beth Moore in her book, Jesus, the one and only tells of an occasion when she uh, had to be near a modern day leper colony and something within her had always wanted to minister, to, to be in a leper colony, but her trip overseas had given her this first opportunity and she walked by the entrance three times and she saw those who were suffering and she begged, she begged herself for a chance to go inside, but she couldn't. And the reason 
Well, the smell overwhelmed her. She, she could not work up the stomach to go inside the colony. She could not bear the thought of witnessing for Jesus, but at the same time becoming violently ill as she faced human beings already very aware that, that they were different. And the trip passed, she was not able to go inside physically. She, could, she just couldn't do it. You see, the emotional pain of a leper, however, it, it must have been even worse than that physical pain. They, they were removed from their family, from the community. They're, they're, there could be no contact whatsoever with children, grandchildren, nothing. Just gone, immediately removed. If, if your spouse, uh, imagine, I mean, if your spouse would, would not be allowed to, to kiss you goodbye in, in what it wouldn't be allowed for, for, for the fear that they too would become infected. And, and so lepers tended to roam together. They, you know, looking for food, begging for assistance from, from really a very great distance. They, they learned to yell in loud voices from both the need to warn others and to beg for help from, from, from across the way. And, and what would it have been like to have been removed from friends, family for a lifetime and to have been forced to announce that removal on a daily basis by law? It had to have been horrible. And, and yet in this account, 10 men encounter Jesus and hear him say this very unusual thing. We want to be well. They scream at Jesus. That, that's certainly understandable. And, and Jesus responds. He says, go and show yourselves to the priests. You see, the local priests had duties other than leading like worship on, on, on the Sabbath. They, they were something of kind of like a health official. And so if a person was miraculously healed of leprosy, it was up to the priests to inspect the body. To, to test for a complete removal of the disease and to announce the person was healed. And in such cases, the person would have been cleansed. And at that point, it would be fine for the leper to see their, their family again, to hold their kids again, to look for work again. If the priests gave the okay, they, they, were, they were healed. And so Jesus says to these lepers, go, go and, and show yourself to the priest. So they, they look down at their bodies, the hands of of one man still mangled, another man maybe looks at his leg, which, which ends in this filthy rag at the knee, another looks at his skin, finds it as repulsive as ever. In, in other words, all these men were no better off than they had been 10 minutes earlier. And, and when, they, when, when they had first spotted this, this famous quote-unquote teacher. But yet they headed off in search of the priest. And on the way, they were healed. On the way, a hand reappeared, a tingling, tingling with life. A, a crutch tripped on a, on a filthy rag as it fell to the ground. The, the leg was back. It was healthy. It was whole. It was complete. The skin was cleared. The tiny hairs on, on the forearm uh, grew back. And, and one looked at the other, and they had to another look at the other. It, and, and the screaming started, and then the smiles and, and, and cheering, and just absolute sweet madness and they race off in the distance not believing that the nightmare is finally over but in order for the miracle to happen it, it seems that these men had to start walking in faith before their circumstances would change at all they had to go to jesus show themselves to him believe what he said about them and then act on it and is there a more potent lesson for us when it comes to thankfulness you know i can't wait until my problems are over to start walking in faith. I can't put conditions on a holy God. We can't say, Lord, as soon as there's enough money, well, then I'll follow your instructions. I can't pray, Lord, if you'll just solve this issue in my family, well, then I'll start, I'll start coming in and being part in fellowship and in a community. And we, we can't put conditions on God. Instead, Jesus might say, love me despite the disease, obey me despite 
the lack of talent or the lack of resources. Follow me, follow me now, despite the depression. Say, say no to the temptation while it's still difficult. Praise me in the darkest of nights and in the worst of circumstances. That is the nature of God, a God who loves us so much that he'll give us the opportunity to be thankful when there's nothing about our circumstances that would in any way motivate us to do that. It would seem that that is the very definition of faith. If we praise God only on the quote unquote good days, only in the best circumstances, it would not be much faith at all. That would be more like a business arrangement, a contract, not covenant. And some of us, some of you are in horrible circumstances right now. And what awaits you today, what this week is, is a forcing of the question. Will we be thankful despite the difficult circumstances? And if so, then we will have experienced faith. So secondly, we have to be thankful in the work of God's goodness. This, this kind of thankfulness is worship. One of the men came back to Jesus and praised God. He, he was thankful. He was public about it. He was loud. He, he wasn't shy. Why was he so loud? This guy had been forced to yell for as long as he had had leprosy. Had it been years? We don't know. He, he probably yelled so long he didn't know how to come to the Lord quietly, perhaps even in a normal voice. And when he came back and he fell at the feet of Jesus, he was just louder than the normal person, and he was praising God. And it's an amazingly short application point for us. This week, as, as we approach Thursday and the weekend, I want to be sure that I'm taking some time to acknowledge God for his goodness. I want to actually be thankful. I don't want to miss the opportunity to worship this week and to be loud about it. Can, can I miss it? Can we miss it? Sure. Sure we can. But thirdly, this, we have to make sure that our thankfulness leads to action. You see, one of the lepers, one healed leper came back. He, one caught himself in the midst, in the moment of the celebration, and he returned to Jesus. He reversed his steps. He put his family on hold for a minute. He put the priest on hold. He came back to the cause of his celebration. His response and his life situation were unique, but, but in, simplest, in the simplest sense of what he did, his thankfulness led to some action. Where are the other nine, Jesus asked. Do you realize what this says, Jesus said? Go, go and show yourself to the priest. Jesus never commanded that any of them express thankfulness to God or return to him, the healer. Nevertheless, that is what Jesus expected. So what kind of action is Jesus looking for, for from, from me and you? Has God's Holy Spirit been urging us, maybe toward prompting us towards something. Had had the Lord began, had the Lord been tugging at us for some step of faith? Is there a family or a member or a friend or perhaps even someone we don't really know very well that that needs some help? Is there something that we feel compelled to do? So let's assume that the Lord is pulling us toward that area or that action, and and let's let's be obedient. And fourthly, a lifestyle of thankfulness is, is a lifestyle of wellness. So we look at the scripture again, and, and we have to walk through this. We're, we're going to look at three different words that are all trying to say the same thing. They're all saying that this used to be leper as well. First of all, as we look at verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, it was stop right there. The Greek word is hyatha, which is 
a medical term. It means to mend, to repair. It, it's like a broken bone has finally mended. This guy, this guy was all pat. He was hiatha. He was healed physically. And then in verse 17, Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed. Now, this is a different word than hiatha. This, this is katharizo, katharizo, the root word for the word we get catheter. It too, a medical word in part, it means to remove the impurity. So when a doctor inserts a heart cath, angioplasty might remove a blockage of an artery. It will cause healing. Naturally, the Jewish connotation of this word are important too. To be cleansed was exactly what the priest would be looking for and would declare it carried some religious overtones as well as medical. And then look one more at one more word in verse 19. Jesus says to this thankful man, rise and go. Your faith has made you well, made you well. That's a different word. It's not a medical word necessarily, although it was used to describe the safe delivery of a baby. This is the word sozo, sozo, which means saved. The Greek used it for people who escaped dangerous situations. Sailors might surviving a storm at the sea had been saved. They, they said sozo. When Matthew began in his gospel, he started with, with the Christmas story. The angel told Joseph to name the Christ child Jesus because that name meant that he would save people from their sins. He would sozo the people. So when Paul described what would happen to a person who publicly confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, he used this same word. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be so, so saved. It's For it's in your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So, so Romans 10, 9 through 10. And Jesus says, this to this very thankful man willing to follow God before his circumstances change to worship God before he returned home. Jesus pronounces a complete healing, a wellness that passes all other wellness terms. This man, Jesus said, understands. Do I, do I get it? You see, I want to understand more and more about Jesus. I remember that a priest must make a declaration that a leper had been healed. That there were there were great details involved in this process. There were details of what a priest was to look for and how a person with the disease could be readmitted to the community, healed and whole. But did we know that in the record of the Old Testament and in the New Testament that every single healing of a leper came by supernatural means? So now think about this. There there are great details about what would happen if a leper became naturally well, but it never happened as far as we know. Perhaps people suspected of leprosy were pronounced clean when their skin rash cleared up. Perhaps someone with a mild infection ran the course of the sickness, was readmitted. But according to the records of Scripture, no real leper was ever just naturally cured. This was a lifetime sentence of pain, exclusion. But there were some healings. The sister of Moses had leprosy for a week, was miraculously cured. A man named Naaman was cured miraculously. And that's it in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, however, Jesus heals lepers as if they, you know, like just had a, a cold because he is the right medicine. And Jesus continued to practice the healing of lepers, not naturally, but supernaturally. It's another way of God saying to us, this is the Messiah. This is the Christ. This is Emmanuel, God with us. God is with you. 
Because only the Lord has healed lepers. Only God. And Jesus was healing lepers as, as, as if he had the very power, because he did. He does. He will. He is the Son of God. He is God incarnate and a God worthy of our worship. Can I give us one other reason to love this Jesus? Can I show another proof that, that he loves us, no matter who we are, where we've been, or, or what we've done? And we, we read the story of another leper in Matthew chapter 8. Verse 1 through 4. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, and a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This leper approaches Jesus, stopping the required distance. He kneels before him, begging for help. The very sight of him, repulsive. The smell, revolting. People gasp. They, they back away. Surely some command him to get out of the road, to, to not put anyone at risk. Get out. Get out of here. Matthew writes that, the, that Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. And a moment later, he tells us that Jesus spoke the words, Be clean. Go show yourself to the priest. But there's really a couple of miracles going on here. The leprosy was gone. That's, that's, the, that's the easy miracle to see. But the other one, it was the touch. It was the touch of a loving hand. It was the touch of a human hand. Today, you and I have touched more people in an hour than this man had touched in years. Today, you've been close to friends and family. Maybe a child's been in your lap. Maybe a hug met you at the door. Maybe, maybe, maybe some handshakes. Maybe it was a firm uh, grip from a friend, but not this guy. He longed for loving touch more than he longed for food, more than he needed water. He needed love. And, and, and before he was healed, while, while he was still a tremendous risk, Jesus was willing to give him that touch. I am willing. No abuse has scarred us so badly that Jesus can't touch us. Jesus is willing to lovingly touch us, to hold us, restore us. No sin has made us unlovable. Jesus is willing to call us his friend. He stands beside us. He, it was his death that paid for our sin. No fear disqualifies us. No problem has put our life on hold. No failure has, has you know, wiped out his love. The miracle is the love of Jesus for us. No exceptions, no qualifications, no doubts. He loves us. And for that, oh God, we are so thankful. Now on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, go show yourselves to the priests. And when they went, they were cleansed. One of them when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet. He thanked him. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked him, Hey, we're not all ten cleansed, so zo. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to him except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Rise, go. Your faith has made you well. Amen. God bless and happy Thanksgiving.